Don't try to time the market. Don't try to have hope as your strategy by hoping things are going to be better tomorrow. Put a plan together because that plan will dictate your ability to have confidence going forward in all the financial decisions for you and if you're married, for your family. There are many factors that contribute to success, skill, good work habits, positive mental attitude, and of course, proper planning. So let's head to the drafting table and get this retirement success blueprint underway with Michael Stewart of Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. I'm your co-host, Mark Killian. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome into this edition of the Retirement Success Blueprint podcast. Thanks for hanging out with Michael and I as we talk investing, finance, and retirement Mike, my friend, how are you? What's going on? I'm doing great, Mark. It's uh, you know starting to warm up, so hopefully everything's going to get back to normal a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so how's how's things going around the office? Uh, doing uh, you're back in the office, it sounds like, and uh, you know with the stay in place stuff. How's that kind of playing out? Yeah, we just started back here uh, mid May. Uh, not really opening it up for meetings and things like that, but we brought you know a couple at a time general staff back to the office to uh, kind of wrap up some of the things for tax season, as well as a lot of clients coming in and out, you know, just as far as dropping off paperwork, checks, those kind of things, right. trying to get some sense of normalcy back, uh, you know, and then we'll see what happens at the end of the month for stay in place and, you know, and all that. But, you know, at the beginning of June, I believe everything start to, you know, gradually begin to open up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, every place is so different, you know, we've got, uh, and now in within states, sometimes it's County by County. We're seeing all sorts of, uh, different, you know, legal actions taking. So there's so many interesting things going on, but it's kind of hard to keep up with every area. It seems like (laughs) within one state, you can have four or five different setups. So definitely very interesting. Uh, now I wanted to ask you a quick question. I noticed, uh, so for the main newsletter, you guys, newsletter, excuse me, you guys sent out, you know, we've talked about the recovery types and the, and folks have heard these, uh, now kind of calling this a W recovery versus a V. Can you give us a quick breakdown on the difference? Uh, yeah. In our main newsletter, we kind of, you know, we position out a monthly newsletter to our clients kind of talking about timely topics, you know, mainly, mainly about the market investing, but you know, sometimes we'll cover other things, but right. you know, we, we spent a lot of time talking about, what does the other side of this look like? So instead of focusing on all the carnage and the things kind of going on you know, economically at stock market and those things saying, okay, well, how should we be positioned going forward? Because unfortunately, and with the recent rally that with, you know, that we had coming off the lows, I think one of the things that we've seen is, you know, whether it's in the press or even amongst some clients, prospective clients is, oh, okay, well, I think everything looks like it's getting back to normal, you know, even though we're still down and all that. And, you know, thinking that this is going to be a V-shaped recovery and V-shaped, you know, if you think about the shape of the V is that, okay, we had this big plunge and then this big rally up and then it's business as usual, you know, going forward. Mm -hmm. And the reality is that that's not what's going to happen. You know, I mean, common sense alone will kind of dictate to that. Uh, So what we're calling for is more of what you call a W recovery. So you have kind of the crash, you know, in February, March, we've got a nice rally that we're participating in now. And at some point, you know, especially once some of the economies in the local states that start opening up, all of a sudden there's going to be this realization that things aren't going to immediately go back to the way that they were in January and November and even last summer because things are going to be opening a lot slower. You know, the economic growth is going to be a lot slower than everybody thought. There might be some immediate pent-up demand. You know, that'll be part of that, you know, V portion that's popping up. But then what's going to happen is the reality that this might take a little bit longer than both the markets and a lot of people are expecting. Or there might be some jobs that just aren't coming back anytime soon. So that's where I think we're going to see some more weakness going forward. You know, kind of the next leg down of the the middle W there 
And then, you know, eventually, you know, whether it's vaccine related or just economic news, then we kind of begin that descent, that far right part of the W to where now it's blue skies ahead. Yeah. But we think that that's, you know, that's not something that's going to be resolved in the next 30, 60 days. So we want to position clients and kind of inform them ahead of time so that they can not only make portfolio adjustments, but have kind of a realistic assessment of, of what the next few months lay out. Gotcha. As long as we don't have an L, right? We don't want an L. L is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yeah, yeah. We need to see something going up, right? Yeah, That's exactly. Key, yeah. Exactly. Well, let's jump into our main topic this week here on the podcast, Mike. And uh, let's just kind of focus on, I love that word you used, carnage. You know, with so much, all the information in the news just feels kind of like that, you know? And so uh, let's put a positive spin on uh, really just the bear market that we're, that we're in, some strategies for maybe surviving and thriving in it, and just how to use this as an opportunity, you know, rather than, you know, the negative impact of things. And, and it's easy to go there, but we'll see if we can kind of focus more on a positive spin. So quickly, before we do that, kind of give us a an overview, if you will, a historical, you know, rundown of bear markets, you know, what they are, uh, maybe some uh, longevity that they tend to see, if there's any kind of information in that range. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a great place to start, you know, and then talk about how we can actually use this as our opportunity. Because the thing about yeah. market tank, when they tank, they crash, whether it's a correction, a bear market, they're going to come back. We just don't know when. So depending on the stage of life that you're in and your financial circumstances, that's going to dictate how your reaction and how you should be prepared for it. We just went through the fastest drop from basically bull market to bear market in history. So in a matter of 16 days, the S&P 500 went from being in a bull market, a strong market, to down over 20%. So a bear market is a 20% drop from the all-time highs. So anytime the market drops by you know, 20%, you've now entered a bear market. So this is the fastest drop in history for the S&P 500. It only took 16 days between the end of February going into March to get down 20%. The second worst or second shortest time was 30 days so nearly double that, and that was in the Great Depression in 1929. You'd have to go for the third fastest. You'd have to go all the way back to 1987, and it took 38 days. So you know, once again, more than double. And the fourth is far removed from that. It's 115 days, and then it's 140, 188. What do all those numbers mean? Is that that was just a historic plunge. You know, we had the fastest drop in S&P 500 history. Right. You know, so you look at kind of the, you know, what's happened in the last 90 days from the end of February through the March lows, uh, March 23rd, market dropped almost 35%. Some things more, some things less, but on average about 35%. And then in the last, you know, almost two months, we've seen about a 25, 30% rally back up, but markets are still down, you know, depending on the day, about 15% or so uh, year to date. And that's, that's a huge difference for all, you know, and a lot of, a lot of times people look at it and say, okay, well, bear market's a bear market, but you know, they're not all the same. Okay. So that's kind of a, a bit of a historical perspective. Uh, the three little bears children's book. And I think this is interesting how that might relate to approaching investing in a bear market. So what's that all about? Yeah. It, so when I said all bear markets aren't all the same, you know, it, it brought me to think of like the three little bears. And right. why I was talking with one of my buddies and you know, he's a big hunter. I'm not. Uh, he is. Okay. And, and he was sharing, sharing a story where he was bear hunting in Canada. So, you know, he's up in the blinds, up in the tree and, you know, he's sitting there waiting and all of a sudden he hears something and he looks down and he's got this little cub kind of clawing at his feet. You know, he'd climbed up the tree underneath and climbed up the feet. And as cute as that is, the bigger concern isn't that you got this little baby cub. 
it's that the mom is probably not far behind. Right. You know, it's that. So the bigger concern is, wait a second, what, what else is coming right, right behind here? And then if mom is coming, then is, is Papa coming too? You know, so I, I kind of liken that to the, the three little bears, the, the children's book, because when it comes to bear markets, when I said they're kind of not all the same, uh, you know, you have your kind of garden variety meltdown, you know, where, which is that 20% we discussed a little bit earlier. But if we look at kind of bear market history, the average bear market lasts about 14 months. So think about it. We had it in 16 days and then a quick recovery right after that. So in a matter of 60 to 90 days, is it all clear? Probably not, because the average lasts about 14 months and it takes about 27 months to recover. Hmm. And, you know, yes, there's, you know, the cub markets, little baby ones. So right. you know, baby bear market might be 10 months as a downturn to get to the lows and it takes about 12 months to recover. But then you get some of those mega bear markets like the mama bear markets that are it takes 24 months to fully bottom. And then it takes 58 months to actually get back to even. And if you think about what we've gone through the last 20 years, so even before, you know, the whole Corona economy and everything's going on right now, if you go back to just the last 20 years, from 2000 to 2013, the markets were flat. We had two bear markets in between them, two 50% plus drops. And that's kind of where the concerns come in, is that when we talked about a V-shaped recovery, when we talked about what kind of bear market is this, Sure, we had the fastest drop in history. We also had one of the quickest recoveries, even though we're still not back to where we were. And that's what leans itself to, given all the things going on in the economy, we're probably not through the woods yet. You know, so when we kind of look around about what the future holds, uh, it's not blue skies ahead for us. So we want to make sure that we're prepared for it. And that's where those three little bears come in, because you know, I think we've seen the cub, you know, the mama bear kind of came around, but we're still worried about, you know, who, who's uh, who's lurking in the woods out there. As right, well. right. Now, that's a great analogy. That's a really fun way of thinking about that. Uh, and it gives you kind of a visual representation, too. You think about the sizes of the bears and whatnot. So very, very cool. Well, let's talk about some approaches then in this bear market and some things we can, yeah, again, we said we're kind of a positivity spin, which we've done so far. Some approaches we can take in today's environment. So number one, for example, the sell in May go away type of uh, strategy. Yeah, a, a lot of people wanted to sell in March and go away, you know, with, with kind of what was going on. But, you know, there's this thought out there and the numbers sometime prove themselves out. You know, do you sell in May and go away? Okay. Now, part of this before, you know, technology really came into play was that what happened in Wall Street is, you know, going back 50, 60 plus years is that, you know, most of the traders on Wall Street and that would go away for the summer. You know, so there, there would be a lot of trading volume. You know, they'd be going to the Hamptons or Nantucket or somewhere. So, you know, in from May to August or May to September, the markets weren't nearly as volatile, and you know, there weren't as much opportunity for gains because it was light trading. So, you you would sell in May, come back around September, rebuy into your positions, and you probably didn't really miss much. Um, you know, so that's the whole sell in May and go away. The problem with that is, especially in the kind of markets that we have right now, is that involves a lot of timing. And the problem with utilizing any kind of timing is that you don't know when the best days are going to happen. You know, an example would be, you know, if you take a look at, I just saw a Vanguard, you know, did a, a report out there that had, okay, from December 99 to December 2018, you know, so that 20 year period, the S&P 500 averaged 5.6%. If you had just missed the 10 best days, you would have only averaged about 2.01% compounded. Wow. You know, and now, you know, everybody, when I'm sitting across the table from some clients like, oh, well, I would know when to get out, you know, well, <laughs> my broker has a strategy, you know, right. and we, we see how well those work out. 
But the thing is, if you look at the what the you know that's the the ten best days. Uh, if you were to miss just six of those ten, they happened within days of the ten worst days. So usually the rebound is right around the same time as the worst days is right about the same time as the best days. You know, so your behavior kind of gets in the way when you try to time things. You know, and I'll tell you, you know, in our practice, most of our clients, you know, are, are hold up very well. You know, we're pretty conservative, more income focused, uh, protection focused on a lot of our portfolios. And the only ones that have really kind of felt a little bit of the pain were the ones that despite all through end of February, first half of March, we're sending out weekly videos. We're you know communicating with them via newsletter and email saying, hey, you're going to be okay because here's what we own, why we own it, and it's still good. Even if the value's down, here's why we own it. The only ones that actually have been impacted by this downturn in, in a significant way are the ones that wanted to tinker, the ones that said, you know what, hey, well, hey, I need to do something. We need to change something. We're saying, well, no, according to the plan, we're still on track. Everything's doing the way it's supposed to. But instead, trying to time it, kind of like that sell in May and go away, mm-hmm. those are the ones that have missed a little bit of opportunity in this recent rally that we've had. Okay. So if we're talking three approaches to today's market environment, so there's one, the sell in May go away, the timing, basically, uh, what strategy or approach number two, if you will? Yeah, other people have, you know, the stay the course strategy, you know, and I have a little bit of an issue with that because they think, okay, well, over time, the markets go up more than they go down. So I should just stay the course. Well, that's true if you're allocated correctly. You know, so if you came into this, like a lot of our clients, if you came into it, you already have a financial plan. The plan dictates how you're invested. Unfortunately, for a lot of other firms, they sell you stuff and they just say, stay invested. Mm -hmm. We build the plan first. And then the plan dictates what the investment plan is. You know, so, so the investment plan works for your financial plan, not the other way around. So what happens is when, when they say stay the course, that makes perfect sense if you're properly allocated already. You're not taking too much risk. You know, your income, you know, where it's going to come from in retirement. You've got a tax efficient plan. Now, all of that does make sense to stay the course. So that's where, you know, your advisor, your fiduciary should be holding your hand and pointing to the plan and saying, this is why we don't need to make changes just because the markets are down a little bit. You know, where is if you know, you're stressed out over what's going on right now, or you're thinking you might not be okay, or this isn't the amount of risk you thought that you were taking, you know, maybe you didn't know that you could go down 30, 40%. Uh, then we're telling clients use that as a fire drill to reassess that risk a little bit because you don't want to stay the course if you're not properly allocated to begin with. You know, so that's where you go back to your plan. And if you have confidence in your plan, then that's why you would stay the course. Okay. All right. So you've got a timing kind of uh, scenario. You've got kind of a strategy of that stay the course. What about the third one? What's the third way we can approach this? Yeah. So the, the third way is, is kind of where, you know, I kind of blended it in that last one a little bit is about reassessing where you currently are. Mm-hmm. So let's say that you, you aren't properly allocated and you realize that in this 90 day period we've gone through, all of a sudden you're like, holy crap, I didn't realize I thought I was conservative. Right. You know, and conservative for somebody might be, hey, you know, I look at my 401k or IRA and it says I'm moderate. You know, it's right in the middle because I'm balanced and I'm 65% stocks, 35% bonds. What could go wrong? Well, what could go wrong is that same balanced portfolio just two months ago was down 30 something percent. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what could go wrong. So if you're not in line or you don't have the time to recover from those types, that type of risk, then you need to reassess. And then if you don't have a plan, you got to put a financial plan together. You know, when I talk about a plan, most people have an investment plan. 
An investment plan is they got this junk drawer of, I got some stocks, I got some bonds, I got an annuity, I got some CDs at the bank, this stuff they've accumulated. What most people don't truly have is what's called a financial plan. We call ours our retirement success blueprint. The financial plan says, okay, our retirement income, where are we going to get our retirement income from? Meaning what sources, independent of if the market's up or down, is my paycheck every month from my investments going to be the same? Two, the investment plan is secondary. Based on the amount of income I want in retirement, now what kind of investments? How much risk should I take to achieve my goals? Not to try to get the most return to achieve my goals. Third, am I doing it in a very tax efficient manner? Fourth, do I have health care and long-term care covered? And fifth, do I have my estate planning? If you have all five of those, you have a holistic financial plan. And I want to give you an example. I was, you know, mask on at the grocery store over the weekend. Right. And I get I get a little tap on the shoulder, which is not social distancing, by the way, <laughs> right. you know, unless they have long arms. So a client came up to me, like tapped me on the shoulder. I, I just turned around, you know, because everybody's kind of spacing. And they're like, Mike, we just wanted to thank you. And I didn't recognize him in the mask. And he's like, oh, it's John. I said, oh, so sorry, John didn't recognize, you know, with the mask and everything. And, and he said, you know what? We feel really good about what's going on right now. And I'm like, well, John, that's great to hear, especially with everything going on. And they said, well, no, you've reassured us with all the communication over the last couple of months, the newsletters and the videos and the things we talked about earlier. But just as importantly, we realize that having gone through the plan with you, we're going to be okay. We know where our income's coming from. If something were to happen to my job, because he's still working, he's close to retirement, something were to happen, we know we could retire if we chose to or we were forced to. And for me, it just kind of warmed my heart a little bit in understanding that that's the purpose of the plan so that you're not focused on is the market up or down today or what's the latest headline? Because as you alluded to at the very beginning, all the headlines are negative because that's what people click and what people watch. But the reality is if you've done the work and you're working with an advisor and you've put that financial plan together, the plan drives your confidence and your security going forward. It's not the investment. So many people have that wrong. And that's where this third part about reassess and work the plan. If you don't have a plan, you need one. So contact us to get it. You know, we'll be happy to do it for you uh, or, you know, work with your advisor, whomever it is, but don't have an investment plan, have a financial plan so that when we go through rough patches and this happens, this goes on in cycles, doesn't matter what the cause is, right. you know, whether it was September 11th, whether it's the tech crash, it's the great financial crash. Now it's Corona crash. doesn't matter. This stuff happens and we don't know why. These are black swan events that come out of nowhere. You, the only way to be prepared is to have a plan. So, you know, if I could share that with anybody probably out of here is don't try to time the market. Don't try to have hope as your strategy by hoping things are going to be better tomorrow. Put a plan together because that plan will dictate your ability to have confidence going forward in all the financial decisions for you. And if you're married, for your family, you know, and in, with all the uncertainty going on right now, that's what you need. You need to have kind of that rock, you know, whether it's your advisor or whether it's your plan or combination thereof, that you can just kind of, you know, plant that flag and say, okay, things are going to be okay. doesn't matter if this takes three months. doesn't matter if it takes three years. I'm still going to be okay. People need to know that. Yeah, that's awesome. And so fantastic to kind of have that uh, that conversation with a, with a client and, and get that reinforcement, you know, as, as you said. So absolutely, folks, reach out. You know, great podcast today. Really interesting, fun way to kind of look at this and put a bit of a positive spin 
with the three bears and all that. So if you do have those questions, if you have not yet had those conversations, as Mike said, do yourself that favor, uh, reach out to them, let them know you want to talk or your advisor or any advisor, but definitely get a plan put together. And of course, if you'd like the retirement success blueprint, a couple of things you could do. First of all, subscribe to the podcast. We'd certainly appreciate that. You can find it on Apple, Google, or Spotify. It's retirement success blueprint. You can also just go to Mike's website, which is crystallaketax.com. That's crystallaketax.com. A lot of good tools, tips, and resources there. And of course, if you do have questions at any time, please check with a qualified professional before you take any action. And you can reach out to Mike at 815-526-3092. Thanks for your time this week on the podcast. We appreciate it. Michael, my friend, stay safe. Glad that you're back in the office. Hopefully another couple of weeks and uh, maybe things will be even more open. There we go. Take care of yourself and your family, Mark. We'll see you next time right here on Retirement Success Blueprint with Michael Stewart. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. The information provided herein is for training or educational purposes only and does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any securities, investments, investment strategies, or investment advice relating to securities, nor is the information or representation that any security is a suitable or appropriate investment for any person. Before acting on any advice, you should consider the appropriateness of the advice having regard to your own objectives, financial situation and needs. Please contact us to obtain our disclosure brochure relating to the services offered by Sound Income Strategies, LLC, and consider its contents before making any decisions. Where quoted, past performance is not indicative of future performance. Sound Income Strategies, LLC does not represent or warrant that the contents of this program are suitable for you from a compliance, regulatory, legal, or any other perspective. We shall have no responsibility for your use or non-use of the program or any portion thereof. Crystal Lake Tax and Financial and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities.